and welcome to ChamberCast, the Billings Chamber of Commerce's podcast, brought to you by Payne West Insurance. I'm your host, Jack Genoway. You may or may not know that the Billings Chamber has a program in partnership with the Downtown Billings Alliance and the Billings PD called Smart Design Safer Spaces, where we use the principles of crime prevention through environmental design to help our members make their properties safer. You can learn those principles, too, at a class that we're hosting this May. To talk about all of that, my guest today is Michelle Williams, Executive Director of the Billings Depot. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. And my celebrity guest host today is Dan Brooks, Director of Business Advocacy at the Billings Chamber. Thanks, Jack. So, Dan, can you please give our listeners a basic idea of what SEPTED is? Yeah, so... Definitionally, we refer to SEPTED as uh, crime prevention through environmental design, and that means the proper design and effective use of the built environment that can lead to a reduction in the incidence of crime and people's perception of crime. So that is to say, when we, when we think about it practically, you know, how do people interact with and move and use your environment and your space? One that we like to point to, kind of maybe to give sort of a negative picture, is how casinos operate, right? They make things a little bit confusing. They, they try to ensure that rather than find the exit, you find the table uh, to spend some more money. So we kind of want to do the opposite of that, make an environment more, more uh, conducive to people finding where they need to be, feeling safer while they do it. And we do that through the elements of SEPTED, which are uh, natural surveillance, natural access control, territorial reinforcement, and then maintenance component, which kind of pulls them all together. Uh, and when we go out and do our evaluations, we also break out lighting into its own category because that's just so important for for businesses and properties in making their safe, uh, spaces safer. So, Michelle, we performed an evaluation for the Billings Depot a little while back. Can you just talk about uh, what that process was like for you and what impact it's had on you so far? Sure. Um, so for the depot, we looked at traffic flow. Where do people flow through the campus because our campus spans four entire city blocks. So it's, it's a very large footprint for us to assess um, not only beautification of this historic space, but also safety and traffic flow. So this process, the team from SEPTED went through and evaluated all of the spaces on the campus um, all around the exterior, looking at the height of the trees and bushes um, where dark areas might be, um, as well as parking lots and um, behind the buildings and some of our other assets on campus. And it was really interesting. I think one of the biggest surprises was the discrepancy in lighting. You know, there's one color lights that are sometimes yellowish and the other lights are sometimes white, which casts a really odd shadow, making it easier for someone to hide in those dark areas. And that was probably the biggest enlightenment going through this process. Can you give us an example of one of the things that you changed after we had that evaluation done? Sure. So we did a couple things. We obviously updated all of our lighting, increased lighting throughout the campus. So now it's all consistent and bright. We also trimmed the trees. Um, We brought them up four feet off the ground, the branches about four Mm -hmm. feet maybe three feet off the ground. And that did a couple things. Um, Number one, you can obviously see if someone's hiding back there. Um, But secondly, it also helps us keep it nice and tidy and trash clean up easier. And so it helped with beautification as well as the safety process. 
some other things that we did is fix the fence along the tracks and then adding in some ground cover with some river rocks. And that just made, again, the beautification consistent along that track area, but then also made it a little bit more difficult for anyone to walk and spend some time back there. And, and, and I'll just add, we've been very impressed with uh, the work that the depot has done to implement the recommendations that we've put forth, really drastically improving the kind of feeling, the perception of safety. Even, you know, now when I go and, and, and park there after hours, I think, uh, you know, gosh, I can, I have a lot of natural surveillance. I can see all of my surroundings. I've got great situational awareness because of things as easy as trimming up the trees, right? We, we oftentimes don't think about that as being a safety benefit, but it makes uh, a, a world of difference when you're kind of a new user to a sp- uh, space and, and people could be hiding in the, in the back of the bushes there. So really, really want to commend the depot on, on really doing well making those recommendations. Yeah, thank you. And we were so happy with the process that we also utilized the SEPTED process with Historic Montana Avenue Association. So we extended it beyond the depot into the six-block area um, of Montana Avenue and all of the business there to make sure that the walkability along the entire historic district was also improved. Which is really critical because what we oftentimes find when we go and we do these SEPTED evaluations is it's a, a property that's generally doing okay. They're, they're usually not the worst offenders, but they just happen to be in the path of people transitioning from bad property to bad property. So we we greatly appreciate sort of extending out that potential influence of SEPTED to the Montana Avenue Historical Group, which is also kind of why we're on the podcast here to help bring some awareness to SEPTED and offer out to others who need this uh, security survey done to uh, reach out. And we're happy to come and help. Absolutely. So, Dan, we obviously aren't able to evaluate every building in Billings, right? It's it's a it's an absolutely fantastic process, but it's difficult to scale. And so that's part of why we're hosting this class in May with Art Hushin, the president of the National Institute of Crime Prevention. Who should attend this class? Yeah, everybody that's interested in safety should attend this class. You know, whether you are maybe an operations manager for a a business or architects would benefit from this. If you're in an an actually a a security field, that would be great to attend. Or if you're just uh, even part of a, a neighborhood organization that wants to improve safety, say at a uh, neighborhood task force that, you know, they would find good benefits from this training as well. This is the uh, second training that we've done here in Billings. The first one we did in 2020. Unfortunately, we were limited at the capacity for that one, but now we've got a full 50 seats, which is the limit allowed by the National Institute of Crime Prevention for the course. So we're really just trying to help spread that awareness so more people know about SEPTED and its benefits and can utilize it at their businesses, organizations, or, or just around town. And when is it going to be this year? This year is May 22nd through the 26th, and it's a 40-hour program. So, you know, plan to spend the week uh, in class, but it's really, really illuminating. Uh, and, and I would say really helps to change and, and, and reframe your mindset when you look at spaces. And I, I can't help now, but, to, you know, as I'm driving down the street, I'm looking at businesses and thinking to myself, like, well, they could use a little bit more natural surveillance there, or uh, gosh, they've got great territorial reinforcement or, or something like that. You know, it really, it really shifts the way that you think about uh, spaces and, and how safe or, or potentially unsafe they may be. Yeah, and this is, I mean, some people actually do these sorts of evaluations for a living, right? 
Correct. Yeah. So unfortunately, we we just have such little awareness uh, of this program in Montana. It's been around since the uh, 1970s, right? It's a half century old kind of program. Yet we're we're still trying to catch up a little bit. In fact, there's only three of us in Montana that are listed on the National Institute of Crime Prevention as being SEPTED certified. So we're trying to get more people in the loop. So we've got more practitioners out there to uh, help spread this great program throughout uh, billings in the state. You touched on it a little bit at the beginning of the episode, talking about the general principles of crime prevention through environmental design. But just give give us a little bit of a, a taste of what people are going to learn at this class. Yeah. So as far as the uh, the principles go, first, natural surveillance. You know, we 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 really try to figure out how do we get more eyes on the street? How do we get more people to sort of self-police? Uh, and that comes with improving sight lines. Uh, coming back to that maintenance bit with uh, trimming up the trees, it could have to do with ensuring that window storefronts are uh, somewhat allowing uh, patrons to see in and out of a business. So how do we ensure that people can help self-police the area? Natural access control, how do we kind of intuitively move people through a space. And we can do that through wayfinding or just uh, general signage as well to, to help people navigate and feel feel like they're in the right place. You know, people can feel unsafe if they just generally don't know exactly where they're going. So we want to make sure that people feel safe and then they can identify, this is what uh, our police department would call witness potential, when people are using uh, the space incorrectly. You know, if I'm following the signs and I know that the front door is is to my left, but I see a couple of folks heading to the right, maybe around the side of the building, I might pay a little bit more attention to them, what they're wearing, get a better description in case something were to happen. And, and, and folks that might commit crimes, uh, they oftentimes look for that, right? Do I, do I feel like I'm being seen? Do I feel like I'm an outlier here in this environment? So by ensuring that that's the case, we can help improve safety in the space. Territorial reinforcement comes down to uh, kind of claiming ownership of the space. When you have an area that is not immediately identified as, as uh, being uh, in someone's possession, it really belongs to everybody at that point. So uh, when we talk about like taggers around buildings, it's often in those spaces that one, don't have any natural surveillance to them, but also two, nobody else has claimed. So that might be an alley wall that's not freshly painted, looks unowned. And so they, uh, they might decide, well, that's going to be uh, uh, the tagger Bear, right? Remember Bear, who was all over Billings, he claimed a few spaces for, for himself. <laughs> and then lastly, maintenance, you know, making sure that all the other elements of SEPTED are working correctly, that natural surveillance, uh, that territorial reinforcement also are impacted by whether or not you've got you know, fresh paint on a wall or the trees trimmed or, or other things like that, just to make sure that everything's working correctly. And the, you know, the instructor, Art Hushin, is just such a professional. He's been doing this for so long, at, and he really does a good job of, of making all this information really entertaining and, and tangible as well. And you know, one of the best things about the class, from my perspective, was that he's been doing this for so long that he's collected so many examples of how these principles work in the real world that it really helps give you a lot of ideas about how this might apply to your real life. Yeah. Uh, uh, Our staff found it extremely helpful. Um, just, you know, the line of sight conversation, um, even from, you know, when we leave the building at night, keeping the interior lights on so that as the police drive down the street, they can easily and quickly see inside the building to see if anything is going on. 
Just those little details that you don't necessarily think about on a regular basis was super helpful in helping the staff just prepare and be a little bit more preventative when it comes to you know, safety. And Yeah, that's, that's one that we always get to, requesting that businesses keep their lights on, at least in the back of the room, so that you know, should anybody be in there at 2.30 in the morning rearranging furniture, a uh, you know, police officer that happens to drive by will be able to see at least a silhouette in there and uh, start inquiring as to why people are in there at that time. So, Michelle, since we're having a conversation about safety, I think you're well positioned to offer everybody a little bit of advice since you're located downtown where there are legitimate public safety concerns, but there's also just an outsized perception of public safety issues downtown, I would say. What advice would you give to business owners in, in any part of Billings uh, about you know addressing public safety concerns? We've leveraged our community resources. We make sure that we're communicating with all of our neighbors and other business partners. We communicate very closely with downtown police officers. So even if it's not a threatening incident, if there's someone on campus that we're not familiar with, we make a phone call to the non-emergency line just so that it's reported. They can check it out. Our staff feel safe. Um, Guests on campus feel safe. So I think the biggest recommendation is communication. Just staying connected with everyone around and with local police and authorities really helps everyone feel a little bit better connected and more secure when they're when they're walking around. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad you mentioned the non-emergency line because sometimes we'll recommend that to folks that are having issues with, you know, maybe some nuisance people that are hanging out too frequently. And and oftentimes they worry, well, you know, it's not a big issue for the police and and I'm not sure, you know, it's going to do all that much good to report it. But at the same time, like the police need to have those numbers so they can get a better picture of of the properties that need assistance, right? So, and where to allocate resources, absolutely. So I I know a number of folks are hesitant to use that number. It's not a a 911 call, but uh, they certainly get there pretty speedy. I think when we've used it in the past, uh, we get an officer on site in eight to 10 minutes. So uh, they're pretty good about responding to that. Yeah. Yeah. And plus with all of these updates with the SEPTED recommendations, it's been really helpful to see um, how many of our neighbors have implemented some of those modifications that are very simple in some cases and the impact that it's had on, you know, the walkability and the safety of of downtown in along Montana Avenue. So one of the things that we hear from, you know, people that we do these SEPTED security surveys for is, well, well, gosh, uh, you know, that'd be great, but you know, it's just not in the budget right now. How did, how did you guys handle that? Was it a, did you sort of step through the, here's, here's the low hanging fruit of the minimum cost items. We're going to go ahead and take care of those. And then, you know, budget in the next year for here's going to be the more spendy items. Sure. So we did a couple different things. Um, luckily, we didn't have any major significant upgrades that we needed to do. So we were able to make some of those minor lighting updates ourselves. And then we leveraged some grant programs to help compensate for a portion of the upgrades. And then we really worked closely with some of our partners, you know, working with landscaping and tree trimming and um, you know, just going to our partner saying, this is what we're trying to achieve. Is there any option for, 
you know, us to work together on this? Do you have any leftover materials that you're able to donate? Do you have any, you know, service contractors that, you know, are just looking for some extra hours? You know, how can we partner to improve the safety of downtown? And for a cause that's that significant, that really benefits the entire community, we're really able to leverage our partners in a great way. All right. So, Michelle, before I wrap up, I just want to give you an opportunity to talk a little bit about anything else that you have going on at the depot, any exciting upcoming events that you'd like to promote. Oh, wow. I think the biggest um, the biggest thing that we're launching this year, and it's completely new, is called Paddles and Wheels. And this is a summer rental pop shop taking place in the post. So that's on the far west end of the depot campus. And we're going to be renting bicycles, e-bikes, paddle boards, and kayaks, and all of the safety gear out of that location from Memorial Day to Labor Day. So it's the very first rental shop in downtown Billings for all of the summer gear. That sounds great. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for joining us today. This was fantastic. Yeah, thanks again. I love being here. Thank you to Michelle for joining us today. Thank you to Dan for co-hosting, and thank you very much to Payne West for sponsoring this podcast. Make sure to check the show notes of this episode for information on our upcoming crime prevention class or how you can sign your business up for a free evaluation. If you would like to suggest a topic or ask a question, please feel free to email us at podcast at billingschamber.com. If you like what you hear, please rate us on your preferred podcast platform or recommend us to a friend. Don't forget to subscribe to ChamberCast wherever you get your podcast because there is something here for everyone.